Welcome back to the Northern Steel Podcast. This is episode 30. I'm your host, Dominic, and with me as always is my brother, Chris. Good to be back. Good to be back. Not good to be back following another Steelers loss. Welcome to one and four, baby. Here we are. Uh, why, why don't we, uh, you know what? Every week we go through highlights of the Steelers game. And so why don't we do the highlights real quick, Chris? Ready? Yep. Bills touchdown. Bills touchdown. Bills touchdown. Ooh, George Pickens. Nice catch. Oh, wow. Kenny Pickett. Nice throw. Bills touchdown. Bills touchdown. Bills win. A 38 to three. Riveting. All right. That's yeah. Crazy stuff. What a what a what a great game to watch. I'm sure you guys are all fascinated with that display of football. But let's move on from that. I know uh, a lot of you guys who might be listening, you've seen the countless articles and and uh, and discussions about this Steelers team and where they're at and and their losing streak and hopefully they can get back on. Me and Krista, why don't we try to talk about something positive? So this week, if you can tell, if you, if you saw the title of this episode, we have on two great guests. Uh, we're very fortunate to have Sam and Pam Highsmith, parents of Alex Highsmith, on the podcast. And we had a great discussion with them, and, uh, and it goes something like this. Thank you guys for joining. We have Sam Highsmith and his wife, Pam. Thank you guys for coming on to the Northern Steel Podcast. Really appreciate that. This is something we've been looking forward to for a while. And I'm so glad you you guys have been patient with our scheduling mishaps and the things that we do. And uh, we're very pumped to talk to you guys about being parents of the one and only Alex Highsmith. Well, thank you. Um, I know we've had a few scheduling conflicts as well. And my wonderful brain just kind of... Was not working and totally <laughs> forgot. And like, ooh, boy, that's not good. Yeah. Well, thank you for having hey, us. No worries. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. Uh, so, uh, you know what? We'll just get right into it. Um, well, actually, you know what? Let's talk about this. How, how is your family? Uh, like, are you guys doing good? Um, we are. We're very blessed. Um, both our, you know, children were married this year. And um, Sam has. Oh, awesome. re- and Sam has recently retired. Uh, last year at this time, actually, and um, I'm in my last couple of years of teaching and just hanging on and uh, trying to finish strong, finish strong. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty, a pretty good year then, too. And you, you have a daughter, right? She just come ready. Uh, what was it? What's her name again? Lauren. Mm-hmm. Lauren. Con- congrats to both your kids. Congrats on your retirement. That's really great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yep. What what grade of students do you teach, Pam? Um, I teach um, high school math, and I have um, calculus and math three and pre-calculus. So I have a lot of different classes mm-hmm. during the day and yeah. different levels we, during the day. We should have been in communication a long time ago because you could have helped me out uh, big time in high school. <laughs> but, you know... Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's fine. I'm not going to hold a grudge against you. It's not your fault. <laughs> Long gone now for sure. Yeah. So let's let's get let's get talking about the um uh about you guys and and about raising Alex. So I know Alex played three sports in high school. Um, did he always play multiple sports growing up? And like as a parent, did you steer him in any direction, or did you just want him to stay active, or did he choose what kind of sports he wanted to play for himself? 
Mm. Yeah, he started in like, um, you know, T-ball, um, swim team, uh, even a little bit of soccer. And um, we kind of let both of our children choose what they liked. And then they would do whatever season was in. We would say, you want to sign up? And they would always want to. And um, Alex just ended up tending towards loving basketball, football, and baseball. Um, And he played almost all three from elementary school on. Yes. And um, for me, it was also a a way to be involved. Um, We're both educators. Um, I'm a retired teacher and administrator after that, but I was able to help coach um, football, help coach baseball and for basketball, I was pretty much the head coach. That was the the one thing that I had the most experience in. It was my love, and um, so it was just keeping them busy, um, doing something they loved, and we loved as well. And because she was an athlete as well in, in high school, and I, I I played basketball. She played some other things, and um, and our daughter also played, like she said. Um, she didn't have the passion or love for it as Alex did, but she enjoyed it. She still participated in. Um, we kept them involved. Cool. Now, did you did you go to UNC, Sam? I did. I um, graduated a few years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you play basketball there at all? Okay. All right. Here's the story. I told someone this Sit story back and relax. earlier. I love basketball. I was always a tweener. Right around six foot two. Didn't have much of a handle. It wasn't greatest jump shot. And I wasn't as tall as the guys. I could jump like crazy. I could dunk a basketball with ease like it was nothing. But um, was when I got to that next level, I realized, whoa, this is kind of tough. I tried out for the JV basketball team. Thought about that for years. Wanted to do that. And Roy Williams was the JV coach at the time. I'm just tell you how long wow. ago this was. So I got cut the first round. And I was a little surprised. Um, didn't think I was that bad. So I actually got nerved, went up to the basketball office. Asked to speak to Coach Williams. I waited, and he talked to me, and I just told him. I said, look, I um, just wanted to kind of see what, what happened and some things I can work on for next year. He said, well, I might I might have made a mistake. You can come out today. So he let me actually come back out after he had cut me. And I really wow. got exposed that day. I realized, wow, because I would guard <laughs> big guys. And like they were like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, I, I could just tell. And then, once again, I, the handle and the jump shot wasn't that great. So we're running the steps in Carmichael before there was Dean Dome. I said, you know what? He was right. So I didn't even come back the next day. Two <laughs> years later, actually a year and a half later, I, I um, had some friends that, um, one from Wilmington, where we're from, who was a cheerleader at UNC. UNC, and I met another guy playing pickup ball in the, in, in the gym who was also a cheerleader. So, man, maybe I should do this. And well, another good friend talked me into it. And and look who was a judge. There's Roy Williams sitting up there. Him and Bill Guthridge and two other people were judging me. And I thought, this guy's going to cut me again. That's what I said to myself. And I, I was really prepared for it. I made it, made the squad cheer for two years. And I asked him afterwards. He had forgotten he had cut me, but... um. We actually, he was my connection <laughs> for tickets. I um, I stayed in touch with him for the years after I graduated. And um, I, I, I've seen him a few times since he came back from Kansas. And um, he would remember. Um, we, we, we would, mm-hmm. I was, he was speaking. Oh, wow. he, he remembered me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my fun story. I don't tell that very often. Um, my old principal, we were, the school we worked at, 
He would make analysis and say I was the only person who was cut twice from killing a basketball team. So he thought that was a really <laughs> oh, good <no>. joke. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know, I always say that I uh, could have gotten pro in sports, but my talent got in the way of my pro part of you. So it <laughs> oh, was almost was so close. Uh, so, so when Alex was uh, playing sports when he was little, did, like, did you ever think that someday he could go pro, or did that not that did that thought kind of keep coming later, or was that never even a thought at all? You just so happy to watch him play. Well, every I think a little boy who's playing in uh, Pop Warner and they've got those little flags on, you know, they mm -hmm. they have a dream of someday getting to do it. But it, that's exactly what it is, a dream. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he would put it on his little essays and they'd make little picture charts. And what am I going to be when I grow up? An NFL player. And um, he would dress up on Halloween as Carolina football player, um, <laughs> you know. Um, but it was just, you know, a thought of like being a movie star, you know, you want to be something other than, um, somebody sending in an office at a desk. You, you want to do right. something different and, um, but we just never imagined just, yeah. Yeah. For me, the goal was, I hope what we're preparing them for, give them opportunity to participate in high school. That was my goal. Hey, we're doing this. Hopefully you can play in high school and at some point potentially start. That was that was what I got out of all that. Not you can see other parents who who expect, oh my cows and go play in college and all that. You know, it was just have, yeah. have a fun and be prepared for that. So um Yeah. Yeah. That was our goal. I get it. I, I'm an athletic trainer for a high school, so I work with a lot of athletes and everything and, and I definitely get my fair share of you know, parents who come up to me and they're like, oh, my kids, my kid's going to be a D1. My kid is going to. And it's just like, you know, it, it, it's very respectable just being like, hey, it's a step by step process. You know, just like you got to put forth that effort. You're worth the work and eth ethics that you put into it. So, like, you know, you, you definitely tell the between the people who like put in the work and that time and the people who are just kind of like, hey, I I, this is me. I'm going to get there, but you know, never really try to put it forth that effort. So he just slowly got the more he enjoyed it. And there was a, a law between the recreational and he went to middle school and still didn't have that real, real, real passion to want to be great. He just enjoyed playing video games. Sure. Are, video games are more important than, mm -hmm. and, um, and honestly, it's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think he realized after a while that do I want to just do this and, and that switch kind of turned on. And yeah. And he would he would choose. I mean, he he always would choose being a kid and doing something fun over um, like something athletic unless it was his game. If it was his game to go to, the game took priority over everything else because it was part of a team he was on. So he always yeah. he always gave 100 percent when it was team time. But if it cool. were yep. to like go do a special workout to prep for that game, he probably would have chosen the video game. Yeah, back then, <laughs> back then. for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's really interesting. So that so because he was such like a a regular kind of kid, just like like how we a lot of us are. Uh, I don't suppose that he was ever interested in going into camps or anything extra to help along his uh, skills at all. Or or did you guys ever do any of those things? Um, well, let me, let me say, that. well, we yeah. did, we d did some travel, um, basketball and baseball. 
but oh, okay. um, where we would nothing with football. Yeah, but nothing with football. And huh. the main reason, yeah. like Sam said, Very is cool. we we asked him, did he? Sam helped coach, and we asked him, you know, do you want to do this? And he did. Um, but it was so he could make them. It's very competitive at the middle school and at the high school for basketball and for baseball. So we just wanted him to be able to have the skills to make the team. Yep. And um, yeah, so doing those travel things helped with that because it kind of pushed him a little bit to put the time in. Yeah. And I think he also saw where he was compared to the athletes on um, baseball is the thing he played the longest up until obviously college. He didn't play baseball then, but he started in T-ball. We didn't, he, I didn't, I'll say, I, I didn't let him play basketball until he was at least in first grade. Cause just being at, at new, kindergarten, just, that's just too young for basketball. It is such, and T-ball sure, is really yeah. too young, but you can kind of hang out there and play in the outfield and do whatever. So, um, but he was still competitive then. He, he, he was, he was just wanting to be, um, just kind of be out there and, 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 I won't say be in charge, but be, he loved the, comp- the competition part. But think about baseball, yeah, yeah. you know, we knew as educators and just people in general, we knew that baseball is one of those things you have to play it away from a season to get, to be good at it. So yep. we had various travel teams and uh, we were, we were never on the elite travel team. Um, it's just fine. Same with the basketball. We were on the elite basketball yep. team and yeah, obviously yep. you can't play football year round. And at that point he didn't care about training for football. He was, like she said, his time away from sports was, the video games and the friends he had, most of his friends were related to sports and got the guys from the team wow. in the neighborhood, but mostly sports related. Um, yeah. Do you, do you ever sit back, especially right now, do you ever like sit back and think about your kid then and, and his interests and, and just, you know, the, the, the kid that just wants to be a kid and play video games and like to stay active to where he is right now. Do you ever think about how kind of crazy that kind of progression happened to be? All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. It particularly, it's, it's kind of fun for me. I'll drive by the fields and see the little kids out there playing. Sometimes about time, I'll stop just to kind of watch. And um, and in all seasons, he's he's home training with one of the guys who, who is a football player who played at Wake Forest. And he trains athletes with speed and agility and all these things um, here in town. And one day I was out there and just watching other guys in the field and just thinking, yeah, I remember those days. And. Um, mm-hmm. the key thing for us, I think we had realized we, we couldn't want it more than him. So when he was in those times, he just wanted to play video games. I wasn't going to force him to go out there and practice. Um, yeah, but he did at least, I think, I think away from it, we probably spent more time doing baseball things. I still have a bucket of balls in the garage. Um, we go out there and just take my <laughs> yeah. field and just hit and throw. And he was actually pretty decent at pitching. Um, with plays from the ball. wasn't the, wasn't the the fastest. Didn't have the much speed. And really, it's because we didn't focus on. It. I think strength wise, he would have could have probably been really good at it. But honestly, he probably would have hurt his shoulder. And so things work out for a reason. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah exactly. we spent a whole lot more time with baseball away from it than we did with with any other things. Like just did. I mean, throwing and catching, you can yeah. do that in football. But unless you are per- this person going towards being a quarterback. Uh, right. And I mean, defense was something he enjoyed when he was young. So I mean, it's not for so much practice you can do that out of season. No, yeah. unless you're just hitting people randomly, <laughs> Stafford or whatever. Yeah, he, he always got mad at us because we didn't let him um, watch wrestling when he was little. He, he tells us about that all the time now. He's like, <laughs> "You never let me watch wrestling because I knew he'd be jumping on people." So 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. And I watched it. I was young, which is a crazy thing. I mean, I was big Ric Flair and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the, the original Ric Flair. Ric Flair has just been through so many generations, but when Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat and, and Wahoo McDaniel and those guys before Andre the Giant, I remember watching it then, but I just never, I didn't enjoy it as much older I got because I, I just saw the fakeness in it. And I really wish I would have because yeah. I enjoyed watching The Rock. And all those oh, guys, yeah. I really learned more about those guys as wrestlers when they became actors. It was really crazy. Cena and all of them. I mean, I remember, oh, yeah, that's the guy. He's an actor. No, you wrestled too. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. He loves- so when you guys weren't so busy, um, when you guys weren't so busy with sports with the kids, what are some of the fun things that you guys would do as a family? Uh, I followed all three of them around to theme parks. They were roller coaster junkies, all three of them. And I would just hold all the stuff while they would ride. So, but we yeah. not, a, not we a roller coaster person yourself? <laughs> no, I, I wish I were. Yeah. So, but they, um, we would all have the same spring break once the kids got in middle school. So we would take a trip in the spring break. Um, and then we would try to take a trip during the summer. And they would always choose, you know, Bush Gardens. Uh, we would try to go to Florida maybe every other year or so. And they would just ride roller coasters the whole week. <laughs> yeah, I that really felt bad because she didn't enjoy it as much. But okay, she wanted though. she wanted to do what the kids wanted to do. And, um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, Mm-hmm. Man, it's a mom out. thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. get it. My my. Whenever we would go, our, my mom. She always saw us growing up. She was a big daredevil, and she would be like, "Yeah, I'd take like three wheelers off." And and we're like, "Mom, why are you so scared going on these roller coasters with us?" She's like, "Well, when I had kids, everything changes, and then you just get so scared, and like you don't want." And I was like, "Come on, don't be, don't be this way. Just ride with us." But she'd go on, and she'd close her eyes, and just uh, <laughs> just chop real, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's me right now. I have two kids of my own. I have a, I have a nine month old and I have a two and a half year old. And, uh, so, sometimes the little things that they do, I'm like, oh, you can't do that. And then I think about the things I did as a teenager and I'm like, Oh Lord, I, I think I'm going to be in for it <laughs> for sure. Yes. I was a little like that when Alice was born, but once I realized they aren't breakable and, um, I was a lot more, I won't say not worried about Lauren, but I, I was yeah, I was like, it's OK. It's, she's going to be fine. And just kind of come on, get up. You'll be fine. Tough it up. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely yeah. throw them around. So you guys grew up in uh, or you guys lived in North Carolina, right? Um, and you grew up there, too, uh, with the kids, I guess the kids grew up there. Um, and you grew up there, Sam. But uh, but you guys as you guys raised your family there. Yeah, I'm a native of Wilmington. Uh, my mother and both my okay. parents, both my parents are both born here as well. I just never left except my four years of college. I've been here the whole time and um, just never left and worked, started working at the school I attended as a student. That's what she student taught. That's how we met. But uh, I'll let you explain here. Yes, they um, they made the first year teacher help the experienced cheerleading coach with cheerleading. I was talking about Wes Jefferson. Oh, nice. <laughs> when I came down here. Yeah. So, and, um, but I knew nothing about cheerleading, but they used to be able to give teachers those jobs, whether you chose them or not. But now the teacher has to accept it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, getting teachers, sure. You can't mm-hmm. just throw every job on them anymore, which is cool. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, she was a student. So growing up there, 
what was uh, what, what were some of the favorite teams that you guys cheered for when you guys would watch sports? What were some of the sports you guys watched as a family? Ooh, I mean, um, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, we watched mm-hmm. the first yeah. time they were the Super Bowl. We had our very first Super Bowl party when the kids were little and got a cake. And, the, I, yeah, with the Patriots. That was it. Uh, that bummer. game, they kicked mm-hmm. the ball when. Oh yeah, and we lost. When they yeah. kicked the ball out of bounds, and I knew we were going overtime. Mm. And he was such a reliable yeah. kicker. But when we gave them the ball, that was for Brady. Was really Brady. He was still hit one, only one one at that time. Said, yeah, yes, yeah. they're gonna kick a field goal, and that's what they did, and they beat us. <laughs> Oh man, that's the worst too. I, I mean, like uh, obviously, since you guys know we're Steeler fans, that's why we're here. But um, the last time they were there and they they lost against the Packers, uh, man, there's no there's no worse feeling. And, and honestly, like I uh, I remember I had a girlfriend in high school at the time, and she cheated on me that year. And the Steelers losing the Super Bowl felt way worse. Then- that was a way worse loss. <laughs> <for me. laughs> That's great. That, that, that's great. That's why she wasn't a, the one. I, yeah. Exactly. So I had a I had a buddy of mine in high school. He was a, a big Bengals fan. He still is. And he he would always tell me, Oh, you can't be sad. At least you made it to the Super Bowl. We've never been. And I said, dude, if you felt it, you'd change your mind. He's like, I'll never feel that way. And now that just happened. The Bengals went to Super Bowl last year and they lost. And I texted him and I said, So, do you still feel the same way? And he told me, he goes, no, I'd rather they lost in the playoffs somewhere else. <laughs> he goes, that, that sucks. Yeah. Losing on the big <laughs> stage is awful. Yeah. And I think back then, yeah. I um, I know I pulled for the Steelers in that game. When they played um, Arizona, is that the year yeah. for whenever? I, I, I have some mad respect for Tomlin, but I also love Larry Fitzgerald. So I actually ended up, as me I too. watched the game, pulled for Arizona more than them, but then I wasn't, wasn't upset at the end because it was a really good game. Was, I mean, but I was kind of yeah. going for Fitzgerald. So, I mean, um, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, honestly, and it's funny you say that because we were saying the same thing. If the Steelers were not in that Super Bowl, the Cardinals were such a fun team to watch and such like an underdog yeah. story. Like, Kurt Warner, Larry Good Fitzgerald. That, that was like the whole, it was, it was like the whole world was rooting for the Cardinals. But like, if we weren't in it, that's exactly the team who we were probably going to cheer for at that moment. Yeah, but. definitely. Yeah, as long as it wasn't the Patriots. I mean, yes. Yeah, um, Amen. Oh, my God. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, gosh. I have a really good friend who's, we were both administrators here in New Hanover County. He still is. And um, he, I really got introduced to that love for the Steelers, that craziness when he moved. He came to our schools to AP when I was AP as well. Whole office, steal everything. No, excuse me, Pittsburgh, everything. There was pirate things that were, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of a hockey team right now. What's wrong? Penguins. Penguins. Oh, I said, what's going on in here? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I thought I had a lot of Carolina stuff. And I had a whole lot of UNC things in my office because that was my lovely time. I mean, I didn't have a lot of Panthers. Stuff. It was all UNC from UNC. my time there, plus all those yeah. years after. So I had that same feeling a different way from all the championships we won at UNC and the expectation of winning all the time. I mean, it's very similar. So I, I feel for how these Steelers fans are feeling right now. Because when when you've won, you you want to keep the expectation is you're going to win. Yeah. It's yes. Yeah. Easy all the time, but <laughs> yeah. And just and just to give you guys a little background for us too, um, we we like to pride ourselves on this podcast as being logical fans, and I'm sure. Unfortunately, Sam, I've seen it on Twitter. I know you deal with a lot of craziness on there from a lot of 
yinzers that is not we do not claim them but um <laughs> they uh we, 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 we try to be as logical as we can and this is actually our first year dealing with something like this too we started watching football during big ben's rookie year and they had never had a losing season so this is our first time kind of dealing with this too and we're kind of taking it in stride you know we're dealing with the, you know it, it, if we see the writing on the wall this is the best we can do right now and we're kind of shifting our direction and things um, but yes, I, I completely understand what you're talking about with other student fans dealing with this because when I log into Twitter as someone who's not even getting tweets directed at me, I see it's craziness. It's just mm-hmm. the whole Twitter versus in shambles. It is. And it's like people just, I, I, I don't want to tweet it because somebody going to say something, just football. It's a game that men play and we love it, mm-hmm. but they're human beings and put it in perspective. But I mean, people it, right. losing their minds and. Yeah, you, based on what you said, I'm sure, you know, without saying names, you saw some of the stuff I went back and forth with one particular person. I said, you know, what am I doing? I, 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 and my son even said, Dad, you, you got to quit that. And I just say, no, you're right. So that point on has been positive. Yeah. I've been posting positive stuff and just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, I can't get it. Well, involved. that particular person, I, uh, you know, he doesn't care about who we are. But if he did, I would definitely back you up. I would, oh, I would find him too. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say, so I, I typically run the, the Twitter page that we're on and uh, I did back you up. I was just like, how dare you? Like, I was just like coming at it, but it's, it's, I'll go for it. I was so, what's the word I want? It was a warm feeling that that many people came to my defense because I wasn't trying to argue. I just put a point out there that no, he has actually done well when, 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 um, TJ hasn't played. He had his boys' exactly. best games at yeah. the charge. That's, that's all the comment was. And then it just got flipped around. And I go, oh my God. Then people uh, were defending him. I'm going, what are y'all talking about? The worst thing was some guy called me an embarrassment. I mean, you're an embarrassment to your son. And I, I, I was, it was okay. so hard not to reply to that. And one called me a, um, a par- not a pariah, but basically I was living my life vicariously to my son. I'm going, I'm defending my no, son. That's okay. all I was doing. And they and they yeah. took it that way. I'm like, okay, all right. All right. We don't claim them. Mm-hmm. We don't claim them. I, I'm done. No, I no. have muted so many people now on the on, on the uh, on the page. And I told Panther, I do not. And there's some really good people in there, some good mm-hmm. things. I don't want to not go to Twitter. But I just mute the ignorance. Yeah. I, then I don't have to listen to them anymore. So it is so well, hard. I will, I will say, oh, sorry. I was gonna say well, I will say that I am I Still, I'm glad you um, are, are talking to us here on the podcast because yes. after that incident went down and you started muting people, I was like, uh, "This, this, this guy blew it for everybody else. Who wants to have a, a genuine conversation? He blew it. <laughs> he made it bad." So I appreciate you still coming on and talking to us here because there are very there are very good people on there, and I I, I, I said no. I I love talking to people. I've been like that all my life. Well, not all my life. Really, from high school on, I've been like that, and. Everything my son's been involved in, I've been involved with the people who run it. Either yeah. the Potwater organizations, the the um, Upward Basketball, the they have a group called Halo Hoops here in town, um, the Murder Grove sure. Optimists. So if they're people, they, these people hear this. You know, I've always been involved in it. I was involved in high school. I was involved in middle. I was involved in college. I'm not, I'm still going to be involved. That's who I am. I don't I don't want anything out of it. And I think that's probably got most offended. People thought I was trying to. Get something out of this. No. I said, be a parent. Just a proud parent. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And Just a proud parent. Yeah. Aditi, I always mispronounce her last name. 
But she even read and said, you didn't Kabbalah, do, yeah. all you did was um, address a correction to what he said. I, I, I thought that's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the internet for you, man. It's it's crazy. It's but, crazy. Uh, I've again, learned a tough you. lesson, so I am just gonna. Yeah, but again, up. thank you for jumping on here and uh, and taking the time to talk to us. I really appreciate that. So let's get back to uh, football again, and Alex. So we got to high school football. What was what was high school football like? Could you tell? That Alex's main that was his main sport. He was going to be good at because he played all three. Or was it still an equal playing field for all three in high school? All right, I, I was going to let her talk, but she looked over here at me. Um, <laughs> we were, just happy. We, we were like. literally happy he's on the team mm-hmm. as a JV. Uh, yeah. I knew he wouldn't be on varsity, and this sophomore year the same thing. And he had actually yeah. kind of hit that time where the weight. Got, he got the weight before he got the height. And really, the, he wasn't as athletic looking. And he had just, he hadn't grown yet. He was around really on 5'7, five, 5'8 five, as a sophomore. And in their pictures, we always yeah. look at these pictures and like, we're shocked. And there's a couple of guys that he's like four inches taller than now. He was the same height as these guys. So at that point, I went back to my goal. Okay, we're going to. We're going to improve and you're going to get on that varsity team next year. And hopefully you'll get to play a lot as a senior. And that's, that's, that's all my goal. And he didn't grow. He actually knew basketball as well as the guys who were playing, but he wasn't tall enough and he wasn't really fast back then. I didn't get up to him. He played in the yeah. eighth grade, eighth grade team. And he played as a senior in high school, but yeah, he knew basketball. We, we would sit and watch basketball. And um, I literally would talk and coach and talk about the game, talk about help side defense and talk about, passing lanes and talk about all this stuff, moving out the ball while you watch the game. And remember as an eighth grade coach, I think I told Pam this, he just said, Alex really understands basketball. I just, and he felt bad because I was assistant principal at school, but he didn't play him because of me. He still, he played him when he could. And he's kind of said, you know, I just, he's just not as athletic as some of the other guys. I said, I know. Trust yeah, me, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, please do not play yeah. because of me. That's the worst thing you can do. So um, I'm really getting the sense that uh, obviously, because to get to where he's has gotten today, it's taken time and and uh, practice progressions. So maybe his senior in high school wasn't uh, he didn't fly off the page in any sense at all. And I'm and I, I I can assume I think I that his recruitment for college was very sparse from an athletic standpoint, right? So uh, what was it like for him? What was the process of him choosing a college? And did you guys have a role in that? And did you kind of help him out decide or did you kind of let him do his own thing? Go ahead. We went with him to visit um, and Sam went with him to, a, um, he actually had a partial offer from Furman University um, mm-hmm. and Sam, they visited and they liked it, but he still was like, I, I want to do D1. I just want to, I want, and he loved Charlotte. He took us all to, we went to Davidson too. Um, forgot about the Davidson visit and he, we loved Davidson, um, because we knew what a great school it was. And we were thinking about, you know, his future job and, um, just everything that Davidson was selling. Um, but at the same, on the same trip, we went to Charlotte and Alex just said that he loved it. This is where he wanted to be. And, um, we weren't quite sure, you know, why he was choosing Charlotte, but, um, as far as over the other schools, but 
he knew it was the place for him. He, yeah. um, he, he, he made some plans with some buddies to have some, um, some roommates that he felt comfortable with and they had made their plans and his decision was made pretty quickly. So, yeah. And, um, we didn't know, I didn't know anything about the summer camp, um, experience. And, oh, if I did it, we would have went before junior year because he had grown, he had, he had hit that growth spurt and the hormones were kicking in. So he, he looked so much different between the end of football season and beginning of, in the football season, sophomore, beginning of the football season as a um, mm-hmm. junior, I would have taken him. I just didn't know. It, didn't, it was not realistic in my mind. And my son was going to be playing um, Division One, either FBS or FCS. So that wasn't a thought. After this junior year, we knew it was a possibility. So we actually went to as many camps in North Carolina as we could. Um, we didn't go to Dukes. <laughs> so that wasn't because I could. That because I'm nah, sorry. We went to States, went to Wake Forest, we went to UNC's, um, we went to Elon, we went to a lot of the other, <laughs> went to Charlotte's. Um, we went to as many yeah, the F, yeah. actually went to every FBS except for Dukes. Sorry, Duke. No, we didn't go to Appalachian. Yeah. So we didn't go to App. That was just too far away more than anything. Um, but yeah. Elon, we went to, and I'm missing a few others. Wake Forest. Fair way. Oh, you said we went to. Okay. It, we I want to see and measure him against others. Um, and what I saw, I was like, no, he's actually not bad. I think he has a chance to play with these guys. And um, Alice's football coach's junior year, who ended up moving to a different school, was an assistant coach for the for the Shrine Bowl. And the Shrine Bowl down mm-hmm. here is North Carolina, South Carolina. Generally, some of the best high school players from both states will make the team. And so we went for to the combine for that try. <laughs> no, it was probably a long shot. And I, I still have that roster. I really want to go back and look. All the people who went to the combine, see how many of them actually made it to the league. And I have a feeling he's probably one of the only ones. But he wasn't that far behind them. You know, you can tell he was, mm-hmm. he was a lot more raw. Um, we went to Charlotte's camp, and I love this story. Um one of the assistant coaches, I'm, I'm close my eye helps me think better. Aaron Curry played at Wake Forest, played, um, was one of the highest draft picks for a linebacker coming out of the way, played for Seattle, never had a pro career that he should have, that I okay. think based on what it was in college. Well, he was an assistant there because he played for Coach Lambert when yep. Coach Lambert was at Wake Forest. And I never forget, I, I went, I didn't realize that was that Aaron Curry until he kept saying, Coach Curry wants to beat you, Coach Curry. So I think, wait a minute, that's. This Aaron Curry, oh my God. He asked me, he said, is this the first, has he ever played football before? And I was almost offended. I said, oh yeah, he's played. He said, God, he just, he's really raw, which means he hadn't had a lot of coaching. I forgot about this. In Alice's red shirt freshman year, we saw him outside again. And, and Curry said, we have not recruited players like Alex in Florida. So he's going to be good. For him to say that and see that just in his oh, freshman wow. year, I said, oh, my goodness. That, so that light kind of came on. But he was real uncoached. Um, and he had a, a really a great senior year, but the team was no good. They were 0-10. Um, and we know by then, hey, most, okay. of, most yeah. of the scholarship offers already given out. So we knew walk-on would be really be the only opportunity. Um, he had over 100 tackles as a senior. He made all-region. His first team. There were two. Oh, that's great. Unanimous yeah. all-conference. He was one to two. So he was he he was that good. He was six two at the time. If he would have been a better school, I think there would have been some potential. But it, it, the story worked out the way it should have. And the whole thing is, when we went to Furman, I can tell he didn't really want to be there. 
It, it was nice. I, I liked Furman. Davidson, we liked it because we knew the academics, but I didn't personally think he would enjoy that. And I never said it because I wasn't going to be part of that. It was his conversation. <laughs> and thank goodness that was kind of yes. worked its way Can't out. It. But he really yeah. liked, she said, love Charlotte. And um, the beauty of Charlotte was they were moving from FCS to FBS. So their walk-on numbers increased because their roster was up to 120. So it was, the per- it was perfect timing. But what helped him get there and and I thank him all the time. Um, I worked at Harvard High School. Where we met. One of my teaching buddies in social studies was the head football coach. And his son was a graduate assistant at Charlotte. So I said, Scott, mm-hmm. can we get our tape to Scotty so he can share it with the coaches? And that's actually how they survived. There was, there was no interest on their part. We recruited them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was sure. no. He was a zero star. There was a zero star. Um, they, yeah. looked, they looked at the tape. They liked what they saw. Oh, and they said, I think we go. And they, they, it was a while before they told us. We didn't really know until he got a um, he got a letter in the mail. A dorm change. Dorm change. <laughs> <laughs> and we realized that the football dorm. <laughs> so that's how we knew he was going to be a walk-on. Yeah. But he wasn't nice. a preferred walk-on, so he couldn't even go to camp when camp started. He had he couldn't go to practice until the first day of school. Yeah. And to this day, oh, that was wow. probably the biggest motivation. He was so mad yeah. that he couldn't go to camp. He was mad. Yeah. That was his motivation. So that, so, okay. yeah. so that motivation led him into, so, so he had the good the senior in high school and, that, and those kind of situations let him motivated into college. And when he was in college, he was playing. Did you guys get a sense that maybe his goal while playing in college was to make it to the league? Did that become more of a, more of a goal for him? And, and I know he had a, a really good uh, third year. In, in his college. Um, did it take that long maybe for you guys to maybe see like, oh, hey, this thing could, could go somewhere? I guess we were still realistic and we were just glad he was getting yeah. to play and mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, making plays and we were getting to go watch and he was happy. He was, you know, going to, well, I, that, I think that was when he got on scholarship and like then he got books like everybody else. He didn't have to go to the bookstore. They brought yeah. him to him. That was so exciting to nice. him. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. yeah. I mean, of course, we were happy. Um, we didn't have to dig into our savings and, and um, borrow more money to send them to school. You know, hey, here it is. We can we can do we can take care of this. And at that point, I still that's think that's so all we kind of thought. It was. Yeah. yeah. And I, I yeah. know I told you this. I think when I, I probably told you, you were probably shocked like I was. He said as a true freshman, he, he told me something. When I make the league. And I don't remember what he even says after, said after that. Because he actually said when, not if. When I make the league, I'm going to do so and so. And I was like, man, those are my ambitious goals. But I made a point. My, my face, <laughs> there was no emotion on my face. Mm-hmm. All no. I remember saying was, man, I love that ambition. That's all I said. I was like, man, you better have a backup plan. Get a major, get a job. We were hoping and potentially what was he exercise science and maybe go into physical therapy or something therapy, like that. Yeah, or potentially, <laughs> and he didn't really want to do that. But I said, maybe he can be a, a trainer because he loved lifting weights, mm-hmm. and um, he can be a trainer for a team, um, be um, the strength coach. Yeah. So that was the backup plan, and it was that third year. Um, we were sitting in um, to Neiman Stadium and on Rocky Top, and um, that's when it, he just went off. I mean, he, he went off against Tennessee. It was, yeah. it was, we were like, what has gotten into this kid? And 
From that point, <laughs> from that point forward, we knew it's a possibility. Yeah, we didn't know be third yeah. round draft pick. We knew it's a possibility for him to play professional football. So you actually answered uh, uh, one of the questions about his major and his plan B, which is great. So let's fast forward uh, through college. And I want to ask, we're getting, it's getting, uh, college is getting done to the NFL offseason. How involved were you guys in the pre-draft process? And uh, if you weren't that involved, did he share you, did he share with you like his conversations with scouts and coaches that he had met with, if he had met with those um, people? Um, he would, he would text us and say, got to talk to so-and-so today and um, think it went well and you know, send smiley cool. emojis and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> had a good workout. It's freezing cold here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he, he would communicate with us a lot, like, and just let us know how he was feeling and um, how he was doing. And, and it was really real then because he was there in Indianapolis. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Working out, I worked out in, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Before that. That was his pre after he signed with his agent. He went out to Arizona and worked out with Exos, which has worked out really well. Um, I forget who all was there with them. Jonathan Cole's running back. That's probably Taylor? the biggest name there. Jonathan Taylor was there. Yeah. Josiah. Josiah. I forget his last name. He played. He's a tight end for the um, Packers. Packers. He was his roommate there. So there were several guys there who ended up making the league. It was a perfect place for him. He lost. All the extra weight and body fat was like down to nothing. He was so ready for the combine. He killed it at combine. He he was voted yeah. <laughs> the best um, edge. And so I was like, he, he he showed that he belonged. So we knew before that, we really knew. We sat here and watched yeah. that 100. And he busted that 100 at the time. It was the best score, the best time. But we, we lost it in here. We were just, yes! Yeah. We just knew then. <laughs> um, COVID... Caused him to miss all the in-person visits, though. That was that was not fun. So pretty much everything was upstairs right. on the um, iPad. Um, even with right, Zoom with Tom and Cole. Year. Mm-hmm. That was tough. And when he said he had to one of the Steelers, I was like, son, just leave it cracks. So I can I can listen. I wanted to hear Tom's voice. <laughs> I mean, he has this iconic yeah. voice. So I never forget. I'm like a kid. I, I kind of snuck up halfway up the steps. And I heard Tom and laughing. I thought, oh my god, this is real. This is crazy. My, my son just made Tom laugh. <laughs> so I went downstairs. I know I texted somebody and told him, my God, he's talking to Mike Tom right now. Came downstairs and he loved it. It was one of his best um, interviews. And from that point in my mind, I was like, wow, this really might be the place. Um, so I think about tradition, what they were able to have done with linebackers and head rushers. So I was like, oh, this is really we had the cold. I did the cold wasn't great. But heck with that. We were just. This is really a like, perfect place, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. <laughs> I think it is. So, I mean, a I knew who TJ Watt was, but I was more then. It was it was T it was JJ's brother because I wasn't a big Steelers person, yeah, yeah. and I knew the sure. name obviously. Right. Um, but then I really found out who he was when I started doing some research after he got drafted, and realized and just started researching everyone who was part of that defense, and it was just wow, wow, yeah. So, uh, like you said, during uh, 2020, the COVID year, that it definitely uh, changed a lot of ways that, I mean, that's your, first, that's your only time going through it, but it is a lot different than what, how people have done it in the past. So, for that night, like when draft came, that draft weekend, what was that draft weekend like at your guys' house? Uh, did you guys have a lot of family over? Um, 
what 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 ra- and what round did you guys think he would get drafted in? Was he confident and he was like, "I'm going first round," or, or were you just hoping he would get drafted? Um, yeah, we were we were hoping that he would get drafted, but we had okay. She's supposed to answer the first part. I was going to answer that part, <laughs> he, but he's got some more to say you, about you that. You go on, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what. In really North Carolina, <laughs> we had we in North Carolina, the law had actually mm. been enforced that you couldn't have no more than ten people, um, and we had yep. exactly uh, sure. and we had exactly ten. And, and one was the person yep. who was videoing for the news, mm-hmm. and um, his. Um, girlfriend at the time, future fiance, now wife, and his three best buddies and his sister and um, her now husband. And that was it. And it yep. it actually ended up probably being great because Alex was really, really nervous on night two. And the nervousness came from, will my name get called, you know, and here I am mm-hmm. sitting and just having the fewer number of people ended up being a blessing. We had other people watching sure, on, yeah. on a Zoom, but it didn't like it. It was helpful to not put that pressure on him and have all those people here. So, yeah, um, I we, mean, not that COVID was ever a blessing for anyone, mm, but just mm. the fact that the 10 people. Yeah. Being here. Yeah. We had two separate Zooms. We had the ESPN feed. They sent him an iPod, iPod. So it was like right in front of us. But he had a Zoom with his friends and teammates. From Charlotte, we had a Zoom with my family, her family. So we had two Zooms going on plus the, the, the feed. And, no, um, his agent said that he, it would be third or fourth round. So, yeah, she's saying hope. No, we, we knew. After Combine, we knew he was getting drafted. That wasn't even a question. He, he showed yeah, up yeah. there. Huh? Now, I, will, I brag in a heartbeat on him at the Combine. So we were just hoping he would creep up into the third round. And as he got closer, the word was he was creeping up there. And, um... As not a draft ended, um, yeah. Thursday night was easy. It was first round. Mm-hmm. The first part of the second night was easy. We didn't think we didn't hear anything about second round. Not only back of your mind, you hope, but we didn't hear anything that. As soon as third round started, yeah, we started getting a little nervous, and it was really tight in here. And you could just we sitting there watching. We got walked <laughs> around. It was just you could feel it. You could feel the tension. And um, was was there a team um, that you guys were kind of hoping for, or kind of paying attention to that could be an option? Steelers. And my yeah. my good yeah. my good teaching friend from another high school. He <laughs> he grew up in Pittsburgh and he went to Pitt. And he um, he sent me a text and he said, "I'm calling Alex to the Steelers in the third round." And I have that text still. Oh, um, that's cool! Oh, that's so, awesome! Yeah. Well, he had talked to. Philadelphia as well. So we knew that was a possibility. Um, as yep. it, the first part, there were a few teams interested, like Miami. They picked someone else. And oh, I forget who else. Arizona who, was Arizona. coming at the beginning of the fourth round. But there was something yeah. that had, we had hoped kind of in the middle of the second. Then we didn't get any of them. The third round, excuse me. And then all of a sudden, there was a lull. And no one needed edge rushers. And then we looked up there. And yep. Alice's buddies, who's one of his teammates in college, they're big Steelers fan. He said, ooh, 102. Um, I remember looking going, oh, gosh, it's Philadelphia and it's Pittsburgh. I said, son, you won't get past that. So we, we felt it was one to two. And um, he got the phone call. And it, it said, at the time, he didn't know what this was. He said, um, Cranberry Township, PA. And he was saying, where's that at? But we just knew PA. And I saw PA. I said, oh, gosh, it's one to two, one to two. <laughs> and we just listened. And, and you know, he just got emotional and was like, thank you, thank you. And then when I heard him say, Yes, Coach Tomlin. Like we knew that's where it was. Mm-hmm. So, it was. Well, but perfect. Walk us through. Walk us through your guys' emotions. 
He's talking on the phone call. What are you guys going through? What are you guys thinking? He said to you, I, I just, I was. It, it was still just kind of unbelievable to me. It really was. You know, it's, it's yeah. it was his dream. And he had worked so hard. And to see your child achieve what they worked so hard for, that's all that any parent wants. And something mm-hmm. that so few have an opportunity mm-hmm. to get. I think, and that's what I would see. I remember watching, I always watched the draft in the past and I love watching the, the families. They're just so funny. The ones who were just so funny, like a guy who was fell on the ground um, the <laughs> night before. And I've been early in our draft and just some of them celebrating and, or just the ones that just uh, stopped crying. And um, I don't know how yeah. soon I cried. I can't remember, but we couldn't get too long because he was talking. And after um, Tom and it was, it was t- it was Colbert and then it was Rooney. It might have been Rooney after. But anyway, he talked to all those and then, then he hung up and then he he said, let's go. And then we he, <laughs> we all got up and we all just had, went crazy. And um, and the beauty of then we got to wait for the actual name being called. On and the TV. Here's something else. I didn't mention yeah. this earlier to someone. Because of COVID, we had Roger Goodell read his name. He doesn't read in the first round. So that's a blessing that Roger, the video we have with Roger reading it, which is, which is really cool. And we wouldn't, I don't even think, That's I say awesome. this, I don't think we would have went, even if he was first round pick, I don't think we would have went to the celebration. We would have stayed, we would have kept it at home. Mm-hmm. That, that was never the right. right options. People, it was an amazing number of people who asked me if we were there. I'm going, okay, it's COVID, they didn't have, no one could be there first <laughs> yeah, and foremost. Yeah. I'm going, guys, he's not going to be a first round pick. Why do y'all think we're going to be there? But yeah. <laughs> a lot of people didn't get That's it. So... It's kind of, yeah, they didn't get it. That's so wonderful. That's so exciting. Um, you, you know, from a fan perspective, too, uh, Chris and I, uh, we're, we're actually getting more into it now, especially with this podcast, like trying to watch some college tapes. But we actually don't watch college football, um, but, when the dra- but we're always excited about the draft. And I remember when the third round pick came and they announced Alex Highsmith's name. Uh, Chris and I were on the phone and we're like, who's that? And we went on YouTube. <laughs> we looked him up. We saw the highlights. We were watching it together. And we're like, OK, OK, look at him. He's, he's pretty good. You can fit it in there. I was like, we need somebody else. We're getting excited. We liked what we saw in there. So I think a lot of fans were that way too. We just see the tape and and we're excited about like the skills that he saw out there. And that was a uh, it was definitely exciting for us to watch as well. Even though we didn't know Alex yet, and happy he's on the team now. So <laughs> and we figured that. Um, we knew he wasn't a household name, but um, Lewis Riddick had been a supporter of him yeah. throughout the whole process. And to this day, I remember he used to one of the ones he said things and he made a comment after TJ went down about what he had thought of him. And I, 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 I always retweeted what Riddick said. And this past one, I thanked him. He, he, he replied back. I mean, there are people who know the game, know the goodness about him. And the thing about him, he will have that chip on his shoulder because everywhere he's always made an effort. I want to be the best one on the team. Well, he did it at Ashley. He worked his butt off and did it at Charlotte. And as long as TJ did, he'll never be the best one on this team. So he's always going to keep working. working. So there will never be a time he'll be content. And that's yes. something people don't know about him. They don't know about our son. So all the people who doubt him, I say, all right, let's keep on. Let's try. Mm-hmm. Just keep working Just hard. Keep talking. I think, yeah. keep it. I think you can see that about him. I think you can see the fire he has in him. For sure. Even when he does, uh, he just did a post game or not a post game. He just did an interview today talking about uh, going up against Tom Brady. And you can just see that he, he just looks focused. And uh, 
Well, which is good because we need somebody in that locker room focused. But he looks, he looks ready to go. <laughs> he looks ready to to do his thing. And um, yeah, like, like I said, man, we're 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 happy he's on the team. And especially now mm-hmm. with TJ <laughs> TJ down, definitely happy he's, he's on the team. So. <laughs> Uh, and I'm happy he hasn't, he hasn't oh, disappeared. Ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, he hasn't gone in protect in witness protection like someone said. And I knew he would. No, I mean, I knew that was just ignorant <laughs> when I heard that. Okay, okay, whatever you say, that's fine. Yeah. Well, if I if I can be fair too, the whole defense has kind of gone through the witness protection program. But that's not <laughs> that's not just one person. That's a whole conglomerate. But Chris, Chris and I will get. Uh, we we talked about that. So it's been surprising. <laughs> um, they'll get it together. I just, oh, I just yeah. have to have faith that they will. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and just say we've, everything's got it. I'm just, you have to trust professionals. They're going to do the right thing to try to fix this. And they're not an oh, organization yeah, that rolls over either. Mm-hmm. And we've talked no. about this before, you know, like obviously there's a reason Tomlin has never had a losing season, you know, and yeah, it's a rough start. No one, no one saw this coming, but who knows? There could be a spark. There could be a, a surge. And what a statement it would be to play these next three games and to pull a couple wins out of those, you know? I think it's very possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate being negative. The only one I'm doubting is the, is the, is the Philadelphia one. It's not because I don't trust yep. my son and his team. That's a tough one. I mean, oh, yeah. I that's, that's one I of the two or three best teams in the whole league right now. But there's enough, yes, there's enough weakness on Tampa's. And particularly if two doesn't play, that's that's a winnable game down there. Now. And, and TJ should be back by then. That's definitely winnable in Miami. So I was going to say, and yeah. we said of this last week, too, before the Bills game, we're like, well, out of the next four weeks, if we do well, there's two games that I could see us winning. And it would probably be Miami and Buccaneers. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I was hoping for two and two. Wasn't expecting 38 to three. <laughs> That is no, yeah. my goal no. was let's 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 um let's beat the point spread. Let's let's lose about thirteen or less. And yeah, that didn't happen. No. Yeah, we've stopped no, doing no. Uh, uh stat predictions for that reason. So uh <laughs> yeah. uh nah, I trust them. I um, trust the process and most of my yeah. tweets and, and comments have been the ones about we believe in the team. And that's I actually tra- changed my Twitter profile to supporter of Number fifty six and the Steelers organization. There's too much craziness in Steelers Nation because people just. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've tried to never go off out the handle about that. I'm just about everything. Just kind of like it's okay. It'll be fine. We're gonna, we're gonna get through this. Sometimes I get a little bit, but for the most part, she'll tell you I, I'm pretty much here. Sometimes too much here that it appears like I don't care. But I always care. Just I'm not gonna get so excited about stuff, and we'll get through this. And the thing is, too, is is even if they even if they uh, continue to struggle, even if it's a down year, it's you know it's been a it's been a long ride. It's bound to happen sometimes, and it's not the end of the world either. You can use that and try to stay motivated and work on something for the future to come. So, it's uh, I know a lot of I know a lot of fans want like to like to think it's the end of the world. It's not. It's just a, a bummer, but it's not. It's not the end, end of everything. And uh, well, we'll see what they can do at the end of the year before we call them dead in the water yet. You That's know? right. Opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. They have opportunity. And I have you look at the schedule Yes. past the bye week. I mean, if I think about think about our travel plans, I know who they're playing, but I'm, I'm really not trying to even think past that. I just want to just get through the month of October. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so, so let's fast forward to 
um, the NFL games. He's been drafted. He's on the Steelers now. Uh, I know you guys, you, you, you talked to him about, um, or you're close with him in general. So how involved, how involved are you in his NFL life? Uh, obviously, you do a lot of traveling to the games, but uh, do you, does he talk to you kind of about like practice or or just um, his day to day life, or is he just kind of he's just busy? <laughs> he's always been the top when I would ask him how his day was. Good, good, good. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah. It's good. So if he said anything different, then you would know something's wrong. <laughs> So, sure. uh, but he does sure. always communicate. He does always answer back and you always yeah. know he's okay, but he has gotten a lot busier, but he's mm-hmm. also happier. He's, you know, he's, yeah. he's growing up. He's, you know, he's a, a man and he has his own life now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I try, to, I try to yeah. limit the mm-hmm. times I ask specifics um, just because. He'll tell me, yeah. and, and if I, I think, and I think, no, I know partly that he doesn't have as much time. He's busy. He's married now, so we don't just say how. If I ask him how to practice go, he'll sometimes he'll say a little bit more, or, or he will he'll call, and I'll ask then um, anything he wants to share. Um, I did ask about the um, supposed laugh on the sideline and all that mess, but he hasn't, he didn't reply about to that text. But I was like, I know you weren't part of that. No dad and me came out said, you know better than do that foolishness. Um, but I don't, and you know, if he doesn't reply, I'm not going to ask him about it again. I just, just right. say, oh, yeah. say, what no, do you know about that's it? That's very fair. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, so as, as parents watching him play, let's talk about, what are guys' emotions during some of like his big impact plays? I know, especially in his rookie year in 2020, he got a, an interception off of Lamar Jackson, and I think like a week later, he had his first NFL career sack. What was what was that like watching that in his in his rookie year? As because he, he wasn't starting yet either. Correct. His dad was at the Ravens game, and I was here at home, um, and I was watching with my daughter, and she said, uh, "Alex just got an interception," and we had to rewind it. We missed it. <laughs> on my TV, so we missed it. Um, so that, but um, we were both there in Dallas when he got his first sack. So, yeah, yeah it, it was That's pretty so crazy. I um, and they were in the end zone. We were sitting. And ironically, the best seats we've gotten, at least the rookie year, the best seats we we got from the visiting team was Baltimore. They actually had good seats for us. Um, the other oh, team wow. seats were awful. So I'm there. We're in that end zone. Me and my brother said, let me get the camera. I never know it might do something. So I actually have my own video of him oh, wow. getting that interception. Wow. And I and I, I I used to be a photographer in high school for the for the for the um yearbook and I photography was one of my hab, one of my um hobbies. So I was focusing on video on it. When I saw it, I said, George, did Alice, did Alice get that? He said, Yes, <laughs> yes, son, yes, son. But I did not get the camera didn't do that shaky stuff. It was focused. And I, I, I made it. That's just me. Locked I, in. Professional side of me, but I was yelling in the background. As, I mean, wow. I never. I would have bet hundreds of dollars that he'd get a sack for interception. And probably mostly for edge rush. Oh, yeah. But the kid hadn't had an interception since Pop Warner. Literally, Pop Warner. Wow. And I almost, like I have the picture. Ironically, someone who was taking pictures that year took a picture of it. I was going to put that in that. I just That's one of those I never did. I just kind of forgot. But at some point, I might do that. But yeah, that was the, that was the first, last time. Yep. And a Lamar, too. That's, that's, uh, that's a good first pick. Let's hope yeah, that's a good first pick, pick buddy. 
Oh, yeah. One of his um, best friends from high school is a huge Ravens fan. So he'll go to the <laughs> he'll go to the game and sit with us. And it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So no chance, yeah. For, no, no chance for Steelers. Except he does cheer for Alex. Just for Alex. Won't cheer for Steelers. He, yeah. was, he was at the yeah. Bills game last year with us. He wasn't cheering for Steelers. <laughs> he was no, it was just so Alex. funny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he got into it with some Pittsburgh fans when he was at the Ravens game at home last year. Um, and I was almost oh, going boy. to intervene and say, guys, man, he's one of Alex's best friends. Don't let it go. He loves his Ravens. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, he does. I mean, we respect yeah, That's the way it is. <laughs> and he said, yeah, for sure. I don't care where he goes except one place he can't go. And that's the one place that drafted him. <laughs> he was like, oh, Whoops. my gosh. <laughs> he said he'd been fine with Cleveland or Cincinnati, but don't go to the Steelers. And that's who drafted him. So that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So what about uh, uh, week one of this year? This three set game. How are you guys, what are you guys feeling about that? That was crazy. Uh, we were really, I, w- I get nervous at the beginning of every game um, for him yeah. um, and and for the team. I mean, and for the team. Um, but when he got the first one, it's kind of like the pressure was off because mm-hmm. he puts yeah, a lot. He puts a lot of uh, pressure on himself to to make sure that he gets it because it's just his job and he's supposed to do his job. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when he got the first one, it was like, oh, okay, still hope we win. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're going to win. And um, then yeah. the other two came, and we were just like. Mm. Yeah, because we couldn't tell it was an interception oh. or a strip sack. We, we just know. knew he hit him. Mm-hmm. And yep. I think the TV people said it was an interception. Um, then once we, somebody texted me and said, that was number two in the strip sack. And I was like, what? He got a strip sack? And then the, I remember the third one, we sat there and said, bam. He got him again. I looked at us. Oh my God! He had three sacks in a game, and I just like, he's got to be leading the league. That's what we thought. I thought, I thought myself, God, he's. Let's see if Chandler Jones doing what he did last year in the first game. It's like, oh my gosh, he's three sacks, and he was leading. And the cool thing, he was leading. He's led, led either two or three of the five weeks. He's led the league in sacks, and yeah. I can't even tell you how that this doesn't even seem right. It doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. I think it's. I think it's just this week that um, people have passed them only by half a sack. You know, uh, so just just barely. But it's just this week, and and I and I gotta think too. Um, what could, could have? What his numbers could be if TJ was still in there? Um, because I think they're they're a great duo that can play off of each other. And and Alex already has five and a half. I mean. You know, uh, uh, unfortunately, this uh, the Jets quarterback was a little too wiggly. But I mean, he could be eight. He literally could have eight right now. That would have been um, instead of quarterback, it'd been Flacco. Those have been three sacks. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. And he would, yeah, he would be totally. He would still be in the league, which is just crazy. And he was he was excited about tying the record, but he was even more excited about he almost eclipsed his career record of career sacks in the fourth game. <laughs> and yes, that's, that's what he's yes. more disappointed in that he in four games he already gotten his he's already gotten over six sacks so it'll be there but, I hope, hey, hope it's this weekend hope it's this weekend but if not I, I think by Miami I think he'll he'll, he'll get it if he doesn't mm-hmm. get this weekend yep. Brady gets the yeah. ball out so quick man that's the thing he, he really gets that ball out quickly and um, we've got to have some help well, he needs to he's, he's older so he mm-hmm. needs to yeah, so he doesn't want to get hit. And, yeah, we'll see. They'll scheme. They, I mean, a lot of people, again, I gave him a hard time. Well, not a lot. I didn't read a lot of Twitter. But as I watched the game, and we haven't gone back and rewatched it, there were a lot. There was some scheming done to keep the ball 
either keep protection on the side when they ran that way or and Josh right. Josh Allen got the ball out pretty quick or he took off and ran. Yeah. He just hold the ball in the pocket. Um he didn't. Yeah. It's hard to sack him. A little bit little, little more difficult. They're a, they're a very, very good team, the Bills are, and will probably be a Super Bowl uh it will probably be in it, I'm sure they will be. So uh, that was a tough matchup, obviously, all around. But uh, like you said, moving forward, we'll, we'll see what they can do. And, and I got faith they can string some things together and do some positive plays. But, uh, but, but you know, I, I, I do want to reiterate again, um, thank you for talking to us for, for this long time. This has been a great conversation. Uh, I hope you guys have had a fun time talking to us because um, we sure have. We've enjoyed talking to you. Uh, if you've had such a good time, feel free to let Alex know if he's got a free hour on a Wednesday to he could always hop on here. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but uh, before we let you guys go, I would want to say, um, I, I would like you guys to tell me what is your favorite thing about being a parent and what would your advice be to other parents out there? Gosh, that's tough. The hardest question. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Best thing about being a parent I mean, I, I think I might have said it earlier is just seeing your okay. seeing your um, child have success in what they're loving to do. Um, but as they're doing that, you still want them to be a good person. I mean, a person of integrity and um, you don't want them like taking shortcuts to get where they need to go. And um, both of our children have worked really, really hard to get where they needed to go. Uh, but they've also had support. We've been supportive of both of them. And that makes a difference in a child's life is having the parent support. Um, so the best thing about being a parent, I would say, is supporting them in whatever they decide to do. And I think the one of the best things is, is having a, a, a professional athlete, one of the best in what he does in the world, which is crazy to say. But he's still a normal person. And he hasn't changed. And I can say with, uh, with conviction that he's still the person he always was. And, and I told him, and I tell other people, if he changes, I'll knock him outside the head. And I'll run real quick because he might, he, he can catch me. And I don't want to see what he'll do to me. But <laughs> that was figuratively what I would do. Literally, I, I would literally just, just be honest with him and say, man, something's not, you're different. Now, he knows we would tell him. And the advice I would say is just, don't try to live a life for your kids, but be 100% supportive of what they want to do and um, be realistic. Um, be in education, as long as we have me being an administrator, two-thirds of my, my life education. I've just seen so many parents either give the kids too many materialistic things or, or, or build their heads up in their egos and just, just not doing it. Really disservice. Um, remind them that they're just a human. Now they're not better than anyone else. One of the best compliments was a lady. I think she was custodian at the high school. And I was out there senior year. And by then he was really good. And then people knew he was at school. And she said, I'm just so surprised that your son is so modest and so nice. I said, well, thank you. I said, that wasn't an option. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't. You, you, we were not, there will not be yeah. a cocky person in my house. And I, I said that and I mean that. Because, uh, no, no, we don't, we don't believe in that. That's not who we are. And just support them, but don't let them forget their, their human beings. Um, yeah. 
well, he's prepared. I mean, um, be prepared that if it doesn't work out, you got something to fall back on. And we know he has something to fall back on. Just say he goes out there and has a horrific injury and he can't play anymore. He's good. He'll be fine. And then he can work with me. He'll be fine as an, an adult in this society. So Right. That's really great. Well, th- well, thank you guys for sharing that. And, and thank you guys for, for coming on to our podcast and talking to us. We really appreciate that. Uh, thank you again. Sam and Pam Highsmith. Do you go by Pam or Pamela? Pam. You had it right. Pam. Pam. Perfect. <laughs> Sam, Sam and Pam like Dr. Thank, Seuss. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Sam and Pam. <laughs> Sam and Pam. Thank you guys Pam. again. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys again so much. Um, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And you know what? Do you have any last um, things to say? Anything you want to plug? Because uh, you actually were talking to us a little bit about um, something you're doing, Sam, uh, that you're getting set up. So why don't you talk about that real quick and then we'll get rolling. I appreciate you saying that. Um, the foundation, which we started um, right after football, football, after this rookie year, um, the Alzheimer's Family Foundation, helping to improve the lives of youth, the underserved people in the community. We have a race dedicated to the young lady who um, lost her life, who was his high school friend. And it's going to race as a 5K. It's going to benefit seniors here in New Hanover County um, through scholarships. So originally, we were just going to have a scholarship in her name at the high school they both attended, but I started thinking bigger. Let's do something more for the county. Let's um, do this race. Let's get some sponsors. We're even doing a raffle for tickets to the Panthers Steelers game in, in 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 Charlotte in December. So both of those things are on my Twitter. I've got them um, retweeted, and uh, we have Facebook page with all that on there. And I'm not even sure if they're on our Alice Hospital. FamilyFoundation.org website, but we'll get them on there as well. So that's what we're doing, giving back to the community by um, honoring a young lady. Very cool. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again so much, and uh, go Steelers. Yay, go Steelers. Let's get that win. Get the goat. Sack the goat, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And that was Sam and Pam Highsmith. What a great, great, great conversation with those two, Chris. What do you think? Yeah, honestly, it was amazing being able to pick their brains and just talk to them a little bit about, you know, what it's like being a parent to Alex and just kind of like their roles in it. It was so cool and such great people. Honestly, would love to have them back on. It was awesome. Great experience. And uh, from what I could tell, just uh, great parents as well. And if uh, you are a new parent or think about having kids, I hope you got... There's a little something extra out of that podcast, a little of that conversation that you're able to take with you and when you are potentially raising your kids and in a world of crazy athletics and and uh, the, the ups and downs of what that kind of looks like for a child. Um, I, I thought that was such a great conversation and really enlightening as someone who has got two sons of his own who's they're trying to grow. So moving on with the Steelers, let's talk about they're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. The GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, usually we go through keys of the game and we go through uh, our predictions of how that game's going to go. Honestly, you guys, unless something changes, which right now it doesn't look like it is, but until we see something change, uh, we're just going to skip that. Uh, you know, this podcast is very long. We had a great conversation with the High Smiths about, um, uh, about their situation. And I want to keep this positive. So instead of talking about the keys to the game, which are the same three keys of running the ball and getting pressure, let's just uh, move on to our game predictions for this entire NFL week. 
Uh, like we said, we're keeping score. And at the end of the season, we're going to ask for a certain punishment for one of us to serve. And maybe you guys can decide what that punishment can be. But right as of right now, let's go through all the games, Chris. Rapid fire them off. And we'll call it a day. And hopefully we can come back next week with a Steeler win. Amen, brother. All right. Thursday night, we got a barn burner. Commanders at Bears. Uh, you know, this is a tough one. I, uh, I, but I think I'm going to... Oh, actually, I think I picked otherwise for this one. Uh, I'm going to say the Commanders. I'm going to say Bears. I, I said the Bears in the other one, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm changing my mind for this one. I'm, I'm going to say Commanders. I don't know why. Ravens at, Ravens at Giants. Uh, Ravens, even though the Giants are like uh, the G-Men. They're, they're a legit team this year. Okay, if the Giants win this game, now they're a legit team. Sure, sure. But I will hold my, I'll hold my reservations for that. I'm also picking Ravens, but I would love a G-Men win. You got that right. Jaguars at Colts. Uh, I think I said Jaguars for this one. I did as well. I am saying Jaguars as well. Patriots at Browns. Uh, unfortunately, the Browns. I'm going to have to go with them. Unfortunately, I agree. Unfortunate is right, but uh, Bailey Zapp, do it for us, buddy. Get that victory. Bengals at Saints. Uh, Bengals. Easy, easy dub. Yeah, I'm going to go Bengals as well, but Winston. Crab leg Winston, get us that W, my brother. Yeah, I <laughs> saw he might be coming w. back, so. Uh, Buccaneers at Steelers. You know, I just feel like I'm not in the right place to answer this question. Um, can we? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm going to. I think until something changes, I, I'll say Buccaneers for this one, unfortunately. That's very fair. And I'm going to go Steelers. Wow. Just to be different. Wow. All right. Uh, throw me I, under. Now, am I going to be shocked if the Buccaneers win? No. But I am going to try to stay positive. I'll pick sure. Steelers. Sure. 49ers at Falcons. Uh, let's go with 49ers. Yep. So I will do the same. Jets at Packers. J-E-T-S, Packers, Packers, Packers. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I could go Jets, too. <laughs> I got to go Packers as well. I don't think Packers are that good of a team, so maybe they might get surprised, but yeah. Uh, Vikings at Dolphins. Uh, I got to go with the Vikes. They're uh, looking pretty good this year. Well, unfortunately, with Tua's um, injury still. And Teddy. And Teddy Bridgewater's injury. But yeah, they're playing Skylar Thompson. I got to go with Vikes as well. Panthers at Rams. Yeah, I mean, come on. Probably Rams, I guess. Yeah, I feel like last what year this mean, would I be... Guess. The Panthers would be aren't good. Dude, neither are the Rams. They're better than the Panthers. I, and you thought they were better than Dallas. Look how that turned out. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. That's true. That's my bad. <laughs> Cardinals at Seahawks. Uh, I, I said Cardinals. I think I'm saying Seattle, becoming a Geno Smith believer. Yeah, that's fair. Bills at Chiefs. I so I this was a tough one, obviously, and I feel like Chiefs have had their number for a while, but I'm gonna say the Bills. 
I am too. Ooh. I think they're a stronger team. Cowboys at Eagles. This could be an upset, but I'm going to go with the safe and say Eagles still. I am not a Cooper Rush believer yet. He wins his game. I will be. What does it I'll take, Dom? What does it take for you to be a believer? It takes 5-0. Oh. <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> I guess. Broncos at Chargers to finish it out. And Broncos getting another primetime game. You're welcome, America. Uh, go Bolts. Chargers. Easy, easy, easy game. Yeah, I'm going Chargers as well. Uh, those are our picks. Like we said, um, hoping for a Steelers win. Uh, uh, we want to thank you for listening to this extended podcast uh, and, and, and joining along with the conversation. If you, if you would like to uh, talk to us or reach out to us or... Um, uh, please feel free to message us on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us on TikTok, on YouTube, and on Grubhub, on Pizza Hut, on Weenie Hut Juniors, uh, whatever social media app you do use. And um, Chris, do you have any last words? Uh, yeah, I saw a few of them. It's uh, Go Steelers. Uh, something classic. That's what I like to hear. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Deuces.